Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. Welcome to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. We're sticking the 4th F in here today with Freedom. We have a special guest today, Brandy Bradley. Brandy, are you here? I am here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We're here primarily to talk about a bill that is being introduced next Thursday, uh, and that would be House Bill 24-1092 being heard in the State Civics Military and Veterans Affairs Committee. Tell us about your bill, Brandy. We are seeing a proliferation of children being prostituted, trafficked, solicited, pandered. Um, We know that this is because we have very minimum sentences, which are parole eligible, essentially. So these Johns are soliciting and prostituting children, and they are getting, at times, not even probation, but most of the time, only probation. That's that's insane. So right now, what is what are those crimes classified as they are classified as a class three they're classified as a class three felony but the minimum sentence is probation they are no the minimum is eight years but they only get eight years if there's abuse and other charges that they can put on top of that what the sheriff's office and the da's are seeing is that when you're only charged with solicitation or prostitution of a child that is parole eligible and most of these johns get off with probation, if anything. So this changes, your bill will change the law and basically require a minimum of an eight-year sentence. Is that correct? Correct. We are going for, it would be a four to 12-year mandatory Department of Correction time versus and, a parole-eligible crime. Gotcha. And and so, right, what, is, what does that cover? Because I know that your bill has multiple sections. Uh, can you briefly explain these crimes and kind of what the differences are between like solicitation, pandering, all of these uh, definitions that, that maybe our listeners don't fully understand? Yes. So solicitation is, I've got it right here, action or fact of accosting someone and offering someone else's services as a prostitute. Pandering is arranging or offering to arrange a situation in which a child may practice prostitution. Procurement is child selling. Pepping is selling your child, essentially. So those are really um, the differences of all of those different things. Gotcha. And, and do you know, are we seeing this? I, I know that I-25 and I-70 is a massive uh, kind of rail system for human trafficking right now. Are we seeing most of this human trafficking take place kind of from outside of our borders of our country and outside of the borders of our state? Or do you believe that a lot of this is actually just happening within Colorado as well? No. So uh, this is in Colorado. This is in every district. This is moms and dads, football, baseball coaches, people in positions of authority that are solicitation is just a coercion, right? Or buying. So we are seeing these children be coerced by family members, friends, and then we're seeing parents of these children that they're soliciting, then asking their children to bring in friends. And there was one um, case that involved an entire cheerleading squad. 
So this is happening in our state. This isn't sound of freedom where we're grabbing kids, although that happens, and taking them to a different country. This is prostituting your own children for money. I, I had uh, I had no clue that we had that much prevalence of that going on. I mean, and I, that's why I took this bill on. Absolutely, I, I had no idea either. I saw sound of freedom. I'm like, well, they're just taking kids from the I-25, I-70, the stock show, and they're grabbing our kids and they're taking them. No, this is happening in our homes. It is really prevalent in Douglas County as well. And and this is parents like willingly participating in the process. Correct. I have someone coming that has been working on track against trafficking all over the country and in various other countries who was prostituted by her own father from the age of one to 14. And I will tell you the average amount of sex partners of someone in this life is 868 people in a year. That's what's happening to these children. Wow. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation on, uh, this house bill and, and also everything else that Brandy's doing up at the state capitol. Hang with us for 60 seconds. Full Armor Sports Teams has a new facility for after-school youth programs. It's located at 2380 Montebello near North Academy and Union with two pools for swim lessons and swim teams, a weight room for powerlifting, conditioning, and more. Full Armor Sports Teams is a Christ-centered and family-oriented organization bringing the youth of Colorado Springs together. For more info on after-school and homeschool programs, go to fullarmorsportsteams.com or call 719-629-SWIM. We have Brandy Bradley on the show. We've been talking about House Bill 24, 1092. Uh, This is being introduced next Thursday in the State Civics, Military, and Veterans Affairs Committee. Um, And we've heard a little bit about what this bill is about. But uh, Brandy, like, what kind of... Obviously, when you introduce a bill like this, stories start coming out. People start contacting you about what's going on in their lives or what's happened um, what kind of inspired you to write this bill? Was it a particular story? Is is it something that somebody that you know personally? I was invited to the Douglas County Commissioner's uh, board meeting, and it was essentially about trafficking. And I thought I knew what trafficking looked like in our state, in the United States, because I had gone to see the movie, and that's what I thought it looked like. And then I heard individual stories about kids growing up and soccer families and good education and cheerleaders whose parents were pimping them out and selling them as child prostitutes. And I thought, there's no way this is happening in Douglas County. And so I started digging deeper. I've been so grateful to work with the anti-trafficking organization from Silence to Saved, and they are providing such great feedback, giving us stories of survivors. The problem also, Jason, is these girls that and boys, it's almost equal in the amount of girls to boys um, that are trafficked and, and prostituted. Um, they Their offenders get off. They don't even get parole in some of these cases. And these are people in the community that these children then have to be faced with seeing and, and shown that our judicial system does not provide justice for victims. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm in shock hearing some of this stuff and, and quite frankly, I, I don't know. So eight years is enough. <laughs> like, even if oh, I agree in California, the minimum sentence in California for these crimes is 25 years. But we have Democrats on the state affairs committee. We have gone to individually one flat out with us. Representative Wilford 
will not meet with us. She said she's going to vote no on this bill, and she doesn't even want to hear what we have to say. They're saying that they don't want to support any type of mandatory Department of Correction time. And, and we're like, this isn't for a stolen catalytic converter that we're locking people up. This is for someone who is solicited and, and is trying to buy a child for sex. Yeah, that's that's so they are not willing to budge on the left on prison time for soliciting prostituting children in this state. And and so obviously how what percentage of confidence do you have that this bill is going to make it out of committee right now? Uh 10% so then what can our listeners do to move this needle? How can we move this needle between now and next Thursday to make sure that this bill at least gets out of committee and heard on the House floor? I need people to come and testify on February 15th in front of state affairs and tell them that we have to be hard on crimes against children. This is never, it's a supply and demand. This is never going to stop because we are not stopping the supply or the demand for this. If we start locking people up and they see that we're serious about crimes against children, then maybe this will help start the fight against us. So we, we can put the law in the books, right? And, and, but what I think we've seen, and I'm going to move just a little bit off topic just for a second. We've seen a lot in this state and around the country where crimes are being pleaded down left and right in order to avoid going to trial. And we're seeing DAs letting people off with more and more serious crimes, just pleading out at a a much lower level so they don't have to go through the process. Is some of that happening with this? And is that a concern? Like, even if we put these laws on the book, do we have DAs that are strong enough that are willing to actually fight for this? Do you know? We do. I mean, John Kellner is going to come testify in support of our bill. Their hands are tied because right now these are parole or probation eligible. I mean, if, if we don't give them statutes to say, yes, you can charge these criminals. And even if they go in for 16 months, that's at least they go in for 16 months better than just getting released and back on the streets again. What, what about what, what happens to these kids? I mean, if, if they're right now under the current law. You're prostituting your own child. You, you get caught. You get slapped on the wrist. You get probation. What happens to the child? Right. I, I think that there's so many different stories. You talk about this pipeline into homelessness, substance and drug abuse, um, all of the things that we don't want to see continue to happen to children who are innocent victims of circumstance. It, you don't help a child. What do they turn to, Right. So is, is Department of Home and, uh, uh, Human Services keeping the children in those houses? Do you know? Well, that, that's another system that is so flawed, right? If, if they're not keeping them in the homes and they're putting them in the foster care system, we, we've seen <laughs> horrific things happening there, too. So, so I, I mean, what is the next step after this? Let's say we actually get this bill out of committee. It gets heard on the House floor. It gets voted yes. Um, and, and we pass it through into law. What What's the next step in moving the needle in this situation and in this problem? Well, I'll tell you, the next thing that we have to look at is that people, the other law that I'd like to change next year is that you can actually penetrate or rape a child and be parole eligible. That is not even minimum DOC time. That's That's insane. 
Yeah, you have to rape the same child over multiple times to even receive DOC time. So I'm telling you, this is horrific, and parents have got to come and fight for their children. I feel like this show is an, is an advertisement to just say, hey, do whatever you want, because there's really no punishment. Well, like, they do want to. We've heard, you know, there are definitely people in the state of Colorado that want to legalize prostitution. We know that there are people in the state of Colorado that want to make it legal for minor attractive persons. So people that are older having relationship with prepubescent children. So, and we know that California attempted to pass a bill. I don't know if they did um, to, to essentially legalize uh, child pornography. That was uh, last year. I think Colorado is ahead of California and a lot of these different crimes. I think everyone looks at California and New York and questions what they're doing. Colorado is just as bad. So, you, you told me earlier that in Colorado right now, it's it's basically parole, probation eligible. But in California, four-year bill, what is what is the minimum sentence? 25 years. So we are 25 years off of what looks like a more progressive state of California. We are 25 years more lenient at the current moment. Correct. But and and then Florida just passed laws that basically made it almost life in prison for some of this stuff. Is that correct? Do you know? I would. I mean, yes. And I would love that. That that is a. I would love if we lived in a state where that can happen. I can't even get Democrats to get on board with a four to twelve year sentence for this. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Brandy, um, what can our listeners do to support this? Uh, how can they testify? What What would you like to see? What are kind of the key points that, uh, if you're going to go testify, that, that we should touch? I would love anyone to reach out to me via my um, website. It's repbradley, R-E-P-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. I answer all of my emails. I will walk you through how to testify. You don't even have to sign up beforehand. You can sit in the room and listen and then testify, sign up to testify day of, minute of, on February 15th. And is this being heard directly after the adjournment of the general session, or is this at 1.30? What, what time is this at? It's supposed to be at 1.30, but I will tell you, Jason, last year when people signed up to testify for conservative bills, and I'll tell you, I have a really strong Democrat on this bill from El Paso, Rep English, and I know she's getting a lot for the pet tax that she is currently killing right now, um, but she's really been an advocate of keeping our kids safe, and we we want to say that it's going to be at one thirty, but they have a tendency to play around with the times and the dates. As of now, it's February 15th at 1.30. Yeah, I, I remember last year when I uh, testified on your uh, women's, protecting women's sports bill. Um, I think that started to be heard at 3 and it ended at, I don't know, 9 p.m. Right. And, I was, and they like to change that. So it's not upon a German. It's scheduled at 1.30 on the 15th. But again, that can change. There's only two bills that day. There's a bill being um, heard before mine. It doesn't seem like a very long bill with a lot of witness testimony. I think this one, I'd love to fill the room and make the Democrats on this committee listen to what we were saying, that we are here to protect children. They are the most vulnerable, and it is our duty to do that for them. I, I just think, uh, I mean, hearing all of this um, is, is just flat-out sickening. 
that this is going on and this is what's happening and, and these guys are just getting off with probation. I mean, I, I, I right. cannot believe that, that we allow this to happen. Um, and then at the same time, we have Polis at the State of the Union claiming that it's all about uh, keeping Colorado safe. Safe for who? Because right now it seems like he's just making Colorado safe for the criminals. Well, I agree. And thankfully, yesterday, the um, bill that was going to be that was going to give um, inmates $3,000 upon release was killed in the Senate. So thankfully, the Senate had the wherewithal to do that. But yes, we're um, victims are criminals and criminals are victims in the state. And we must change that. Yeah. But we're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to uh, continue this conversation uh, with Representative Bradley. Hang with us for 60 seconds. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth, through sports, and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. Welcome back to Faith, Family, Fitness, and Freedom on 100.7 The Word. We have Representative Brandy Bradley on the show today, and we just got done talking about House Bill 24-1092, uh, which is going to increase and make the punishment tougher for uh, essentially sex crimes against children and prostitution and solicitation. Um, Brandy, you have another bill that's coming up. Uh, this one's being heard in March. It's uh, House Bill 24-1029, Prohibit Foreign Ownership, Agriculture, and Natural Resources. What What is this bill all about? Well, I brought this bill forward last year when we saw how, many, how much of our farmland was being bought by foreign adversaries per the um, national government. And we started seeing all of these states bring forth regulations and prohibitions against foreign ownership of land. And so I brought this bill forward. We now know that the states with the most foreign-owned land, Colorado sits at number three with 2.5 million acres. Last year, the largest foreign agricultural land purchase in 2022 was Colorado with almost 600,000 acres. Um, we're seeing this happen, and the states that don't have any regulation are the states that are getting bought out the most. So who bought that 600,000 acres? It doesn't. That's a great question. I've been asking the Department of Homeland Security. You know, they just don't have it broken down, unfortunately. Wait, whoa, whoa. So our Department of Homeland Security doesn't know who's buying this land? Well, and I met with the governor, and he said, oh, that's not happening. China's not buying um, land in Colorado. Well, Smithville and Hormel are both Chinese-owned, so you can't tell me this is not happening. That's that's what they stick to, yes. Well, it, this it, is not being who knows what these people are using this land for, right? Correct. And we, I think it was, there were some other states that have already passed a bill very similar, 
wasn't it North Dakota, one of the Dakotas that passed it first, if I if I yeah, recall I'm, right? I'm working with them, but there's there's over 30 states that have either they prohibit it entirely or they regulate it or, or they or they ban it. They outright ban it. The problem with this, Jason, is you cannot be an American citizen and buy land in China, Russia, Iran, or any countries that are considered foreign adversaries. But we're going to allow them to buy the farmland in our country, not being a citizen of the United States. Yeah, and then put satellites or, or you know uh, antennas and receivers and do whatever they want. Who knows? They could be putting missiles well, on that land. We'd never know. Even even it being a national security issue, it's actually a food issue too. So Saudi Arabia bought a ton of land, about three thousand acres in Phoenix, because in Saudi Arabia you cannot farm alfalfa. It takes too much water. So they bought all these water leases in Phoenix. And they dried up so much of the land. People in wells, their wells went dry. It was a horrific incident. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia exported every single bit of that alfalfa. So that's what we're seeing. They're, they're doing things. They're farming, um, which they're banned in their own country, but they're doing it in the United States and then exporting. During the COVID crisis, um, pork was exported so much that I don't know if you remember, I feed a family of seven. You couldn't find pork anywhere in the state of Colorado. But China had plenty. Yeah, and and you know that uh, the the breadbasket issue is the big issue in Ukraine, right? I mean, that's why they're fighting over that territory. Right, and this is not restricting Canada, Italy, um, people that we consider not enemies of the United States. This is a selection of people that we know have had intentions for the United States of America. And and I'm assuming that you highly anticipate this bill being shot down in committee as well, right? Oh, yes. They killed it last year. I'm trying to get a Democrat on board. The Cattlemen's Association, we met with them yesterday. They're all for it. So I think that there's going to be a lot more people coming to testify. Again, if you disagree with China being able to buy farmland, I hope that you would come testify on March 4th. Maybe if you just tell the Dems they could put affordable housing on it, they'll uh, pass it. Okay, so that actually, that's funny that you said that because this is a housing crisis as well with the farmland they're buying. So this isn't just people farming the land. These are tech companies from China that are buying so much land that um, in Lincoln County, the commissioner is going to testify. He said they're buying up the land and they're causing so much erosion that then young farmers, because we know that a third of farmers are aging out, then young farmers don't have enough money to then buy the land. Wow. So, so we're creating a, a, a employment crisis, a housing crisis, a land crisis. I mean, we're creating crises all over the place because we're allowing this foreign purchase of, of this land. This is a water crisis, right? I mean, we are not water rich in the state of Colorado. And if we're, if we're not putting restrictions on what is being farmed here, then yes, we, we are going to be in a crisis. Wow. Well, uh, Brandy, thank you so much for coming on this show. Um, I appreciate it so much. Uh, give our uh, listeners your website one more time, if you would. Rep, R-E-P, Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Representative Bradley. If you miss any part of this show, visit us on faithfamilyfit.org. I will also make sure to put uh, uh, Rep Bradley's email on our website as well. And you can listen to this show on any of your favorite uh, podcast stations. Um, So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
etc. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 The Word. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.